Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who love to read. Readers who love to write. And anyone who loves words. So today, in preparation for those of you who are doing nano or starting a new project, we thought it would be good to kind of talk about some things that are helpful before you start writing. Um, some prep work, some tools, things like that. So this will be kind of a, a two-part conversation, but we're gonna, or a three-part conversation really, but we're gonna oh. start today talking about tools, references and things that have been helpful for us as we get into writing. So yeah, do you wanna pick our first tool to talk about, Laura? <laughs> yes, um, do we, let's talk about the writing specific tools, like what to write in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I know we each, do something different. Um, I I have used Scrivener a bit, um, which is a it's something that you have to pay for one time, right. and then you get like the lifetime license. At least when I signed up, what it was, and yeah. it's it's a really interesting tool because you can actually organize your chapters really well and your chapter ideas, yeah. which I like the ability to do that type of separating out especially during the thinking through what the story is going to look like phase yeah um but i actually don't write like i put in my chapter ideas but right now i don't actually write in scrivener what do you write in i write in word and the reason why is i really one it's occupational like connected i used to use that all the time and so used to it track changes and comments for me in that and being able to highlight information and do like just kind of play with the information yeah um especially when I'm drafting I like it best that way um it's just easy it's simple um so I've never tried actually taking chapters and importing it into uh Scrivener Uh some people might but that's kind of my own unique uh, yeah, on the it is interesting. I feel yeah. like all of those, like anywhere you're, you choose to write has its pros and cons. Yes. Like I definitely, so I don't have Word on my computer, but I have used Word online for like client work before. And it does yeah. have some nice features. There are like some things that I have found helpful. One thing that I, I like didn't know they did until just recently, I think it might even be a new feature. But I just this last week was doing some client work for someone in Word and they gave gave you like the option to change from professional, casual, or there's one other option, like to pick a style type basically. Really? And then it would tell you yeah. like at this style type, this writing is like 97% whatever, like good or what, I don't know like, how they really? really qualify that. But <laughs> I, I think it's, I mean, it's based on like spelling and grammar stuff like that. But it was kind of fascinating. It wasn't really helpful for like, actual, like so helpful for actual content writing, but yeah. it was still kind of interesting. And I, I found that kind of interesting. I have used, like, so I do use Scrivener. I, I kind of love it. It, it, it just has yeah. some nice options. It isn't great for like sharing work and commenting, but yes. you can leave comments in it for yourself. And you can, I, I, the feature I probably use the most really is the, it's a little different than track changes, but you can like, save a version of a chapter or scene or like a particular page and then change it and revert back and like it's basically track changes I guess but they have it set up in a way that's kind of that I like I can see both 
parallel, like both of them side by side and that kind of thing. But if I'm sharing work, I almost always use Google Docs. Like, so if I'm going to send someone, I I mean, it depends, I guess, but like, if I want to be able to leave comments and really track changes in a way that's shareable, then I I use Google Docs. I don't feel like Google Docs is great when you get to big file sizes though. Like if I put an entire book in it, it freezes up, it goes slow. It does things. Yeah. If I'm sending like a couple chapters, then it's usually fine. Yeah. So it really like depends on what you want to do, like what tool I think is is best. I think even how your brain works and then what you try out and you're like, oh, this one doesn't work for me because I needed to do this thing or I needed to do that thing. And I think that's probably going to be a theme for most of these is there is no one right way of writing. So try out different things, do some research on Scrivener to see, even if you could see a walkthrough of it to see, oh, does that meet some challenges that Google Docs doesn't address or Word doesn't? Because I think that is the challenge is you have to like be able to accept the cons um, for the pros that you get out of it. And, And there are limitations on both sides. I definitely can see how there are so many different ways of doing it and, and yeah. why <laughs> because yeah. even a different project well and I think Scrivener that. like I love it but it is overwhelming and it's kind of yes more more than you need for a lot of things yes. like, if you're just writing like a simple <laughs> fast fiction or like a short story or something like you probably don't need Scrivener but for a novel it like it gives you some options for different like visualizing things in different ways Um, Like it gives you note cards and you can see all your chapters at a glance and things like that, that are really, that I don't know any other program, at least I'm sure there are others, but I don't know of any other that does things quite like that or gives you so many options for doing things. But sometimes you don't need all of those options, you know, like, so you kind of have to weigh like, what do you need for this project and for what you're doing? Well, and that's a great point too, because if you're writing a mystery, for instance, where you have to hide clues in certain chapters and you have to both manage like what's happening plot-wise, what's happening character-wise, what's happening on all those fronts. Like, I love that note card feature, even for yeah. for mine. Well, um, and you can color code it too and like in yes. different colors. You can also put like icons in front of the different <laughs> scenes and things to kind of let you know like at a glance what's happening in different ones or what stage of the drafting process they're at. Like those things are really handy. Absolutely. And I, for me, I do like even though I do keep also a journal where I write down notes, I write down key pieces of information, the, what is part of the story. I actually don't usually have physical note cards and some people do, some people just, you know, it's craft time and they're able to, to make the physical note cards. They're able to highlight them, use different pens and different colors. That's, that's perfectly valid. But for me, like I like having it all in one even if it's not in one place, all of it on my computer so that I can get yeah. to it. If I'm out and about, I can just bring it up and see it rather than having kind of the, oh, I don't have my note cards with me or I don't sure. have this thing with me so I can't capture something. That's a good point though, that all of these things can also be done tactilely in yeah. very like rudimentary forms. Like, I mean, you mentioned note cards. I love sticky notes and grease boards. Like those yes. are my favorite things in early <laughs> stages of the process. I think I use them similarly to probably how you use a notebook or other people use a notebook. Yes. Like it's just for jotting down ideas and like little things or even kind of mapping out a plot or a character arc or things like that. I find it really helpful, but you're right. It, yeah. It's 
not something that's as portable. It's not as transportable. I can't, I don't like it for things that are long form. Like if I have a lot that I want to put in about yes. something, because I just don't like handwriting. <laughs> I'm so much faster typing than handwriting by hand. Me too. <laughs> but there's something nice too about like holding something in my hands yes. and, and having a pencil and all of that for some things for sure. I, I think sometimes, especially if you're trying to figure out what chapter goes where, or what pieces like being yeah. able to touch it tactily and be yeah. like playing around with it even on the floor and like totally. moving things around that can be so it can really I think have you interacting with yourself and your brain in a different way than if it's just on a screen yeah. and and possibly even more dynamically and so even trying to identify it's not all or nothing like you can yeah. have all of it like you literally right. you can well, clearly both of us use a combination of all of these absolutely tools, so we don't just use one thing yeah absolutely and I think I think just you know going through the process seeing what works trying different things even if you're stuck on something try it several different ways one of the things that i love about listening to an author talk about how they work is hearing them talk about tools hearing them talk about how they write what's their you know method some yeah. uh, obviously we're talking about typing on a laptop but there's also electronic word processor like typewriters yeah. where you don't have to see everything all you have to do is type so you don't then have the added, you know, all of the internet at your fingertips to be distracting. And so you can kind of just interact with the words in a different way rather than, you know, focusing on, oh, did I type that right? You can kind of just get the ideas out and then go back in and fix them after you reread. So learning even what's possible and that's what's so fun is there's always different methods yeah. of, of seeing what someone does i i love seeing people use color-coded pens in unique ways that's always yeah. really fun for me because i'm like oh yeah you could assign this color to it and and having you know you said grease boards i like having um bulletin boards where i just put a pin in and i can move things around because that kind of gives me that flexibility there's Even no one it's so true yeah try to treat method yeah for sure and I totally agree that it's so fascinating to hear different authors talk about it because it really drives that home like that everyone has their own way of doing it I, I was thinking even as you were talking like another thing that I haven't really tried much because it, spreadsheets make my eyes cross and I yes. don't like them but but I know some authors will like map out or even um I mean you can find the Harry Potter's like the first book like mapped out in a kind of a spreadsheet basically like with yeah. different character arcs and there's different chapters and what happens in each and like there are so many different ways to to get the ideas out and to start to plan I think and it, it's no matter how you do it I think that that is interesting and helpful because when you sit down to write it gives you some starting place absolutely and there's also in addition to the Harry Potter one Angie Thomas showed on her stories like what she did for the hate you give yeah. which which was even just seeing what she tracked mm -hmm. and she actually mentioned how she does a draft zero where before she writes anything like literally she'll without any type of structure she'll write just a bunch of things as they come to her like mm. one-off scenes or a bit of dialogue or you know yeah it's, it's a total 
mess. It's it's just bits and pieces here and there, but she's capturing the things that are part of the story. And I think remembering that you might not have all of those answers. Yeah. And so even if you're using a spreadsheet, you can just put in what you have, or if you have note cards, you can just put in what you have and then continue to develop it as the time goes on. Yeah, for sure. That also makes me think of, um, so should we, can we talk to you about Pinterest and just yes. like move boards? We have to. Fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And super effective, at least for me. <laughs> I think it has, its, again, it has its pros and cons. Like it's one of those things that can yes. be really helpful to kind of spark those ideas and get you in that creative mindset and even kind of set the tone and voice for what you want to write. But it can also be the kind of thing that can suck time, you know, yes. like we can, it's very easy for writers to start doing all the mood boards and all the Pinterest boards and kind of get sucked into the feel, but never actually write the book. And yes, you kind of have to balance those two, I think, but I still think it's totally worth it to have some, some vision boards going. Me too. And I actually don't just do the vision board and leave it. Like I actually use it for more of a kind of long-term way to manage my visual vision. Mm -hmm. So as I'm trying to figure out what this is and what it's not, yeah. I use it to find pictures, not just, there are like the aesthetic sides of Pinterest of sure. getting, you know, little bits and glimpses. But I think even like I use it for studying development. Mm -hmm. So if there's a specific type of thing I'm looking for, and I don't take tons and tons of time at it yeah. but I do like if there's a bar or something that I'm developing I will do a quick search and see if something sparks especially if I can't get yeah if I can't sink my teeth into what it is if you can't really picture it yeah. you need like yeah totally I use Pinterest images I could use Google images I could if there's a random restaurant that I'm like oh that thing in that place or my even my own images I'll I'll use whatever mm -hmm. just comes to mind and I do it visually because sometimes you can capture so much in a picture um so much about the feel and what it makes yeah. you feel that when you bring it up all of a sudden you've like embodied the feeling of the setting and you're like okay I'm ready to go even totally. if you don't describe the setting all that much like it just gives you the feel or the layout um, so wherever I can yeah I I also do it with characters I know we'll talk a little bit more about character development but I do that from the aspect of I don't have to have a, a picture for everyone but if I can't picture them in my head I definitely have to have a picture so that they're actually tied down like yeah. I they're actually there's something there that I can hold on to I can look them in the, the eyes and kind of get into that space with them yeah I agree that's largely how I've used Pinterest too is for setting and characters especially but also for that kind of mood and feel do you have you ever done a story bible at all I've not but that's because my stories aren't that complex yet I think that down the road, if I ever like do a fantasy or a sci-fi where there's lots of world building, I probably will do that, especially when there's lots of characters. And I, yeah. I think that's where like those 
story bibles can really help keep you honest with sure. it. like when you're juggling so many things have you done one yet i haven't no but it's been something yeah. i've been curious about i feel like my the project yeah. i'm working on right now like could maybe use that yeah <laughs> it's definitely the most complex <laughs> world building i've ever tried so yeah like being open to like if down the road of especially like i think mysteries might be yeah. something that a, a larger type of template, a little bit like considering stronger tools of tracking when there's so many different things to, to have to keep in mind and have to keep honest, like across books, especially if you're going to walk away from it for a little bit yeah. and then go back in. That's, I think, where that really shines, even just from the like looking at how can you color code information that you can quickly and easily find it? Even if it's not a full on story Bible, even if it's like a little sure. story journal or like right. a little notebook, um, you know, from an organization standpoint, all the tools that we're using, I, I think having an idea of how you're going to use it so that yeah. then your organization can meet those needs that you might have three weeks in the future or, yeah two years in the future. <laughs> so trying to forward think how you're using the or going to use the information could be helpful because then you can start out doing something so you don't have to reverse engineer into it. Sure. Having had to do that for for things, it's, it's always good to just take that <laughs> moment to consider like, yeah, is this a yeah. long term goal type of thing? Or am I just you know, using it to band-aid something and should I really think more strategically? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's, that's really maybe the most important part to any, like this whole series about before you start writing, like we want to set ourselves up for success. And often when we just jump right in, e even if you're going to totally pants on a book or whatever, like there's still something really good about taking a beat and saying like, okay, what does this story need? <laughs> like, yes. how am I going to approach this story? What's going to be my process for this story? What tools or resources might I use or need? And yeah, like I, I think for myself, every single book I've written, I've used a different process and, and somewhat yes. intentionally, I've used different tools for each one too. And I think that's been really helpful because it's helped me to figure out like what I like, what I don't like, what works for me, what doesn't work for me. And I'm still figuring that out. And, and I think also because every book's different, like you kind of have yes. to you can't just assume that the way you did it last time or the tools you used last time are going to be the same ones that might work for this new project. Like you have to kind of think like, what does this book and this story need? Yes. And, and check in when you, I think you're going through the process and you realize that something isn't working Yeah. because I think you don't have to stick with something just because you started with sure. something. Like we always can pivot to something else yeah. and I I think reminding yourself that if you pivot early if you you know check in early and figure out oh this isn't working you will save yourself so much time and yes. heartache um, just by having that moment of introspection of the you know how has it been working is it still working yeah. should I just scrap that and you know import it all into Scrivener or like or something else. Yeah. one chapter. And I think by being just open, being open yeah. to the ideas, being open to 
what other people are doing, being open to just if you have an idea in your mind that it's like, oh, maybe I should try that out or maybe I should go down that road. Don't don't hesitate from giving it that try from just seeing if it's for you and then being like, oh, that didn't work, but that's okay." Or like, oh, this is really working. Let's redo everything and put it in that format so that then you're not doing having to go back and do an entire novel. You know, you're only doing a couple chapters or or something. That's such a great point. Yes. All right. So we hope that you enjoyed this episode clearly just um, a short little taste of some of these things. So really, we hope that you kind of explore and experiment. And we'll put links in the show notes for different resources that we've used or tools that we've found helpful. But mostly, we hope that you try things out and just see what works for you and doesn't. And don't hesitate to ditch the things that don't work for you, um, to evaluate early and to, to go in intentionally. We hope you keep writing and keep reading and keep putting things out in the world and doing stuff and trying hard things. If you're doing nano and planning to do nano, we are cheering you on and hoping (laughs) for all the best for the stories that will come out of that. If you are writing a new story or doing nano, uh, our friend Joe Mercer, who we've had on the episode before, um, interviewed on the podcast before, is doing a kind of prep for nano series on uh, Instagram that's really fun that we're participating in or I'm participating in um, and Laura's jumping now and then and <laughs> we are just enjoying that and it's it's a fun way to kind of get to know some other people and also to start to think about your characters your setting your plot your different stories she's got some great questions that will hopefully spark some different um, ideas and some creativity for you so check that out find us on Instagram because we would love to connect with you and thank you for being here with us today Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs>